Welcome to the Raging Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Dixon, Kai Zabo, and Taylor McIntyre. What's up, you turkeys? And welcome to episode 22 of the Raging Takes Podcast. Today is Saturday, August 19th, 2023. I'm your host, Brian Dixon, along with my co-host, as always, Kai the Commissioner Zabo and Taylor McIntyre, a.k.a. Mac. What is up, boys? Salutations. Hello. Hello. So we got a lot of shit to get to today. Mostly football stuff. We got a couple other nuggets from uh, from other sports, but it's mainly a football episode. Uh, and later on, we will get to another mock draft. We're trying to do mock draft drafts every week leading into the fantasy football season. So uh, we will have another one today for you. I think we're going to do all of us on the same team this time. See if we can uh, agree on some picks or disagree on some picks and see where it leads us. Uh, let's start with some football stuff, like I said before. And big news coming out just this morning is that Jimmy Graham, uh, new New Orleans Saints tight end Jimmy Graham, new old New Orleans Saints tight end Jimmy Graham, got arrested last night. At first, it, they, it's the, what came out said they said it was suspicion of uh, uh, well, suspicion of drugs, I believe, right? A controlled su- under the influence of a controlled substance. The police said. The Saints came out shortly after that, said that they think it was from uh, the after effects of a seizure where he just became disoriented. So I I don't really know what to believe yet there. uh, TMZ reported that it was uh, police were arrested him for controlled substance. So I I guess we have to wait for more details of this to come out. But what were your initial thoughts about this guy? Um, Yeah, so from what I'm reading here, it said that basically experienced a medical episode last evening, which resulted in him becoming disoriented. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like what you said. It's a wait-and-see game because it could be any number of things. Um, Also, another like little wrinkle I want to throw in there. Maybe it could be something along the lines of CTE, maybe, because, you know, he's played football for a long time. I mean, granted, he took a few years off. Um, Yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, we're all just, you know, just just thinking about it. I, I feel like I don't know if C, I don't know. I don't I, I I'm ignorant to how CTE works, but I guess that's a possibility. I'm not sure. Mac, what do you think? No, yeah, I think the epileptic thing is kind of a farce because he's uh he's got multiple certifications with the FAA flying planes and helicopters. So it's definitely mm-hmm. something else. So, yeah, and I mean. If it were something bad, I, I, this is all alleged. You know, I don't want to assume that that Jimmy Graham is like, you know, doing crazy drugs when he should be, you know, focusing on the football season or anything like that. But if it is something like that, Jimmy Graham would probably the Saints would probably feel the need to maybe protect him a little bit, seeing as he is like a legendary player on their team. And he just like resigned with them just a couple of weeks ago. And it was kind of like a big story. So I don't know. I guess we'll just wait to see. Uh, if more shit comes out about this, but yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of like a weird news story to wake up to today. That was the first thing I read this morning. I was like, "What? That that was like super weird, you know." But uh, I guess we will just keep monitoring this and see where it goes. I was also gonna say, like, considering his older age too. I mean, I I don't see it being like a like a young man kind of like like party night out, like doing drugs and stuff. So I don't think I I would probably throw drugs to the wayside. At, honestly. Good point. Yeah, I mean, he's 36, but I mean, I, I know 36 year olds will still do drugs, but Jimmy Graham also doesn't. I don't know him personally. He doesn't really seem like that kind of guy. Doesn't really seem like a party guy right now at his current state of his life. But uh, 
Yeah, that was a it was a good point about the planes too. I didn't really think about that. I don't know if they let you do that if you had a history of epilepsy or anything like that. So I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see what comes out. It's just a very very weird story to start off the day. Uh, let's get to some actual like on field football stuff now. Um, so a couple of dominoes finally fell this week. Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott both signed deals. I, I like within an hour or so of each other. Uh, we'll start with Dalvin Cook. He signs a one-year, $8.6 million deal with the New York Jets. Jets. Uh, kind of expected him to probably end up there. Uh, what do we think now that this is official, that Cook is finally a Jet, uh, Mac? Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. It's it's going to be a crowded little backfield with, with him and when Breeze comes online. But uh, it's very interesting, yeah. I think Rodgers might have been asking for him low-key, perhaps. Yeah, I agree. Obviously played against him for a long time, so he's very aware of his skill set. Just trying to load up like a dream team type of scenario for this year, trying to make a Super Bowl. Kai, what did you think about this? From a football standpoint, it's definitely a good move. I mean, Dalvin Cook obviously is very talented. I think he's going to fit in very well with that backfield. Him and Brees Hall are going to be a nice uh, two-headed monster. But from a fantasy standpoint, for uh, Brees Hall owners out there in Dynasty, it definitely sucks. Not sure how that split is going to look yet. I'm guessing like a 50-50 at first, and then whichever one's better, it'll probably turn into like a 60-40. Who do you expect to get, uh, let's say, who do you expect to get the most yards this year between the two of them, Kai? I'm going to say Brees Hall. I mean, from what we saw of him last year, that was like truly something special. And I really see, I mean, obviously he's a lot younger than Dalvin Cook. I think we've seen the most of Dalvin Cook already. So I'm going to roll the dice here with Brees Hall. I think I'm going to lean towards Dalvin, but just barely. What do you think, Mac? No, oh, yeah, Dalvin's only on a one-year deal. I think they're going to run his ass mm-hmm. into the ground. It's I. I think they're really going to ease uh, ease Hall back in here pretty pretty slow as as slow as they can. You know, especially because it was an ACL injury, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's like they kind of want to. They're probably going to want to take it easy on him for at least like the first half of the season, especially if you do have Dalvin Cook. So yeah, I, I kind of think they're going to try to run his ass into the ground and try to get Brees Hall just completely ready for next year to be the the, the main guy. Um, but I, I honestly, I like the signing. One eight point six million dollar deal for Dalvin Cook. That's not a that's not a bad price on a one year deal. Yeah. Uh, so I like that. Next up, Zeke Ezekiel Elliott signs a one year deal, uh, six million dollars with the Patriots. I know this crushes Ramondre Stevenson fans because uh, he was set to probably have a big usage year. Um, now Elliott comes in, and the thing about Elliott is he's probably one of the better goal line backs in the NFL. Where Ramondre Stevenson kind of struggled uh, goal line carries last year. I imagine Ramondre is still going to be the main guy between the 20s, but I feel like Zeke is still going to have value in fantasy just because he's going to get a lot of touchdowns, I think. What do you guys think about that, Mac? Um, hmm. I I think this is kind of LeGarrette Blunt all over again from back in the day, right? So he's definitely going to get a lot of up-close work in the red zone, but... I don't know. I think Ramondre Stevenson's probably going to be the between the twenties guy a little bit more. Yeah. What about you, Kai? I think it's like the same thing. Like I said with the Dalvin deal, good good move for him. A football standpoint sucks from a fantasy standpoint. I was personally targeting Ramondre Stevenson in redrafts this year, and now I'm kind of fading him just for this signing. So, which so you're not drafting him at all anymore? No, because so where I'm at in the draft, so. 
Bermondre Stevenson usually comes around to me at like the 2.10 slash 3.1 turn. And now I'm kind of just like, I don't think I want to take him there. So it's a little too high for my blood too. I think like fourth round, if he was there, I would, I would probably do that, but I don't think he'll be there in the fourth round. Mac, would you still draft Ramondre? Nah. Yeah. I, I think, I think I would take a flyer on Zeke late. Yeah. I think it's worth it. I took, I took him in like the 14th round yesterday in a mock. And I know he'll probably go up a little bit higher once uh, like real drafts come along in a couple of weeks as ADP will rise a little bit. I don't expect it to rise too much, but I think he'll rise a lot more than the 14th round. If he stays in the 14th round, I would absolutely take a 14th round flyer on Zeke because there's a chance he gets double digit touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Uh, he won't get a lot of yards, but I, I think he does get a good amount of touchdowns this year. Personally, it's also going back to his college number, number 15. Kind of cool. Yeah. Um. All right. Next up. This was probably like the biggest news of the week. Honestly, this is a crazy news week. Uh, Michael Orr. Oh, Harry. You hear about this? <laughs> it's it's Orr. It's Orr. Orr. Yeah. It's uh the guy who I'm sure everyone's heard of the uh, the sports drama, The Blind Side from 2009. Sandra Bullock, Tim McGraw. Um. It's about a nice, you know, heartwarming story of a family bringing a a, a young man and a young kid in that's been living in poverty his entire life, basically teaching him how to play football. And then, you know, he goes to their alma mater, Ole Miss, goes to the NFL after that, gets drafted in the first round, wins the Super Bowl with the Ravens. Well, now it comes out, Michael Orr says all of that was a lie, that the Chewy family, which is the family that Sandra Bullock and Tim McGraw play in the movie, they tricked him into signing a conservatorship, which is like similar to what like Britney Spears had going on for the last couple of years. Or, I mean, I guess actually her whole entire life, but it was like big in the news the last couple of years. Uh, he thought he was being adopted and they tricked him into signing a conservatorship. Sean Tui, the father, came out and said that um, it was the only way for him to go to school because he was already over the age of 18 and they can't adopt him. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I honestly have no idea. But uh, just kind of weird. And obviously, like since he go, he went to their school, uh, I mean, Sean Tui, I don't know if he still is, but used to be a booster for Ole Miss. So the fact that he like went. To, so they did this. He goes to their school, gets drafted the first round. You know, it's just like, I don't know. It is a little suspicious. Uh, what did we think about this? Uh, was this like a, a crazy story to you guys or did you not really care? Kai? I mean, I've heard, I swear to God, like I said this before, I feel like I've seen this a few years ago. Like sometimes you just see it cycle around in like the Facebook feed, but it was like along the same lines that Michael Orr said that this was not a true story. Like I swear I've seen it a few years ago. So, I mean, it's coming out again. I'm not sure what the reason is for that, but I mean, if he's saying it's true, it probably is, you know, I mean, why would he lie about that? I, I don't want to, like, pretend to know what's going on in his personal life. I have no idea what, you know, the motivations anybody would have to lie in this situation. Uh, if this is true, though, and they're taking advantage of him, they, they should be ashamed of themselves. That that sucks. Well, apparently, uh, I honestly have no idea to, what, what to believe here. I was going to say, apparently, he didn't get uh, a dime for the movie rights or like from anything that the movie made either. So I don't know how true or not that is. According to the Tuies, though, they didn't either. Apparently, the only thing they got a little bit of money from the book, uh, which was the you know the 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 thing that they made the movie. I was based the movie was based on the book, uh, but they didn't get anything from, from the movie. They said, "I don't know how much of that is true. I don't know how movie deals work. Honestly, I have no fucking idea." So, uh, just very very odd. Mac, what did you think about this whole situation? 
only seen the movie one time, and it was a long time ago, so I wasn't too familiar with the situation, honestly. Yeah, I, I've only seen it a couple of times. I, I remember it pretty well, uh, all things considered. I think I maybe watched it a couple of times in school, like a substitute teacher type of thing. I also saw it in theaters. Uh, I, I remember it a little bit, but it's probably been like 10, 12 years since I've seen it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just just very odd. This will be another story that it's just kind of like we have to wait and see as more details come out what should I think about this? Because I honestly have no idea who's telling the truth here. If anyone's telling the truth, like, uh, how did Michael Orr find out about this? Uh, like, it's been so long. Uh, I I mean, when did he get drafted? I don't even know. When he, he probably got drafted about the time the movie came out. So he was in college in like the mid 2000s. So this has been a long fucking time. And him, him just finding out in February of this year. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure what to believe yet. I, I think I tend to side with Michael, but I'm not 100 percent sure. So. We'll uh, keep guys updated as more details come out. I also made a TikTok about this, so go like that. Subscribe to the TikTok at Raging Takes. So uh, next up, a bunch of players returned to practice this week. Uh, just list them off right here. Kenneth Walker, Zach Ertz, Kendra Miller, J.K. Dobbins. All returning this week. Uh, I just lumped all these guys in together. I, I, you just talk about whoever, I guess. Which one of these guys did you guys find most intriguing to be back in practice? I guess we'll start with Mac. Hmm. Low key. I think it might be Ken Walker a little bit. I think they're going to be running the ball a little bit more than we might think. You know how Pete Carroll is and they really love that guy. So did you guys see that video of Pete Carroll slinging that shit the other day? Quarterback controversy. Oh, my Seattle. God. He was like <laughs> not bad for a 71. I know the, the like the clips near the end of the video were obviously like photoshopped or like not photoshopped, but like clipped together to make it look like Pete Carroll was just slinging touchdown 60 yards. But the first few clips like he was like running and like putting the ball on the mark, dude. Like it, it, it was pretty, pretty impressive for like a 71 year old man. I think he is. Well, he clearly, out, he clearly sh- works out. He definitely does. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out Pete Carroll. Uh, Kai, which one of these four guys did you find most intriguing to be back? Um, well, obviously, being a Kenneth Walker owner, oh, that brought a smile to my face. And being back in the lineup, um, I would say, unbiased opinion, I'm going to say J.K. Dobbins. Um, if he's finally healthy again, this is going to be, I think, his last shot to show that he could be a force in this league. A lot of names in that backfield right now, too. So he's got competition. So I think he will show out if he stays healthy. But if he doesn't stay healthy, Gus Edwards, Melvin Gordon are just waiting in the wings, too. So I guess we will see about that one. Uh, I agree. I think Kenneth Walker is probably the most intriguing of the four. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is probably a close second. I don't know about Ertz and Miller. Ertz is most mostly dependent on other people along with himself too. Like you got to see if he looks healthy, and then Kyler's got to come back. We got to see if Kyler looks healthy. I think if both if both of them come back and are per, are like the same players they were, or at least like close to, I think Zach Ertz is a very interesting player this year. Personally, I, I Kyler loves him. I don't know. I, there's not that many people to throw to in Arizona really necessarily. So um, I guess we'll see about that one. Uh, Kendra Miller, he was expected to be out for a while or not a while, but longer than a few days. He was already back at practice just a few days after the injury happened. So I don't know. The Saints running back room is, is a mess right now, but uh, yeah, I think Kenneth Walker is probably the best and the most intriguing player of this bunch. So uh, good to have all four of them back at practice though, for fantasy and real football, uh, both Uh, next up, Zach Martin, Cowboys guard, one of the best guards in the league agrees to rework his contract with Dallas. 
His salary will now be over $18 million for the next two seasons, which is approximately a $4 million pay raise each year. I think he was going to get paid $13.5 million this year and $14 million last year, or I mean next year. Uh, so nice little increase. I saw people talking about how, you know, he want, he felt like he was taking like a, a, a cut, a pay cut to, you know, and he was just sick of it because he is one of the best offensive linemen in the league. And uh, apparently he's uh, I, from an ins- insider's point of view. I can't remember who it was, but I saw on Twitter. They said that he probably could have got paid more, but he's still trying to, like, be cool with the Cowboys. So it's like, pay me some more money, but I won't. I still will cut you some slack on it so he can, you know focus money elsewhere too. So I, you know, I guess good for, good for him. But, uh, this was, this was de- definitely important for the Cowboys to lock him up before the season or restructure the deal before the season. Right. Kai? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, good for the Cowboys, I guess me being an Eagles fan. I mean, the good man, the man is good at football. He's good at his job. Pay him his due diligence. Absolutely. Tony Pollard needs you. Young yeah. Man. And the Cowboys are a contending team, so they definitely need a good O line. Mac, what about you? Yeah, he's one of the best in the league. They need him badly. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with like, you know, not even Tony Pollard. You also got a little little guy, Deuce Vaughn back there. He needs some big boy protection too, you know, to get some holes open for him. But yeah, this was super important for uh, for the Cowboys to figure out before the start of the year. Next up, Anthony Richardson named the starting quarterback for the Colts. I don't think this is too surprising. Uh, but Gardner Minshew wasn't having a bad preseason uh, before this. I think the Colts just know what they have in Anthony Richardson. They know if they want to do actual damage in the league this year that Anthony Richardson should start. And if he can play well, he's, sh- you know, they, they should do okay. I mean, Jonathan Taylor still a big question mark, obviously, but this feels like a no brainer move, right, Mac? Absolutely. Yeah. You got to put faith in the guy you took first over or first for them rather. Yeah. Fourth overall, I believe. Yeah. And like you see clips of practice and stuff like that. And he looks pretty impressive. I don't know. Making like some crazy throws uh kai what do you think about this yeah i mean definitely a given you know high draft capital quarterback taken in the first round um yeah just throw him into the fire i mean you guys aren't going to compete really anyways this year i mean maybe there's a chance but just call this like a test year for your first round rookie yeah absolutely um he's gonna be a pretty popular sleeper i think in fantasy drafts right yeah, like in the same vein as uh, Justin Fields, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, he'll give you that uh, that nice rushing floor. I think that's a potential like league-winning player right there. But it's risky, though, too, because he could just be like a regular-ass rookie quarterback and not really produce yet, you know? So it high-risk, high-reward. I guess it's not too high a risk where he's going. He's going kind of late, but that's that's a that's a deep sleeper to take a chance on right there. Yep. Um, next up, this is just... Super disappointing. Jamison Williams missing the rest of the preseason. Don't forget, he's also out the first six weeks of the year via suspension for gambling. Uh, he also missed a ton of time last year. It's This guy just cannot stay on the field one way or the other. Uh, I mean, I guess preseason doesn't really matter if you're not. But at the same time, it does. You want to get this young guy reps, see what he can do and like get him like show himself what he can do i guess on the nfl field before week seven you know like this is this this was this was bum bummy news kai what did you think about this yeah i mean i'm a big believer in his talent so yeah it's definitely uh a bummer to hear for sure um i see here on the notes so the lines are technically not allowed to help treat his injury while he's suspended i've never heard of that before that's pretty interesting because i think when a player is suspension suspended they're not supposed to be with the team at all so it's like 
I don't know. It doesn't usually happen when a player gets suspended while he's injured. So I don't really know the protocol for that. What I read last night was that Dan Campbell is going to talk to the NFL about it and see what all their options are. Because it's like, well, if we can't treat him, I don't know what we're going to do. Ship him to another doctor. But it's like, how? I don't, I don't, I don't know how that works. Do you have like other offside doctors that you trust that don't work for the team? I, I honestly have no idea how that shit works. So, uh, in my opinion, I think that they should probably be allowed to treat him, even though he's suspended, especially since it's just a gambling suspension. It's just like kind of barbaric, honestly. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. So I, I, I guess we'll see how that works. But yeah, this this sucks for Jamison Williams. Mac, what do you think about this? Yeah, it's very unfortunate for the kid. You know, he's still got a obviously his coaching staff believes in him but i think he's probably chomping at the bit to actually prove it to the league what he can do at this point yeah it's like him and amon ross st brown could be such a fucking deadly combo too yeah and it's just like jameson just cannot get on the field but hopefully uh he has no other hiccups the rest of the year and he can get on the field in week seven and just stay the course stay steady and uh perhaps uh be pretty good at fantasy too while we're at it can I uh, rant um, really quick? Absolutely. So why the hell is Jameson Williams suspended for gambling and Alvin Kamara is only suspended for half that time for beating the shit out of a man in a Vegas nightclub? Oh, he didn't punch him that hard. Oh, stop it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's just, that's just wild to me what the NFL prioritizes in terms of yeah, uh, suspending guys. Been like that, though. So Didn't weird. Josh Gordon get a longer suspension than Ray Rice or something like that? Yeah, and Ray Rice punched uh, his girlfriend in an elevator fucking destroyed her yeah dude uh, uh, yeah. and it was on camera too and it's uh, like you saw how brutal it was and i think he still only got what two ga- granted ray rice never played again so i guess yeah. technically his suspension was forever but uh teams were free to sign him they just didn't want to take a take a chance on the headache oh you can beat uh, up women but don't mess with our money yeah exactly <laughs> so i uh yeah i don't know the nfl's priorities have always been messed up honestly when it comes to suspensions and shit like that uh all right next up Traylon Burks had an injury scare this week. Uh, he went down, uh, needed a cart to get off. Came out that it was only a sprained LCL. Uh, they don't know the timetable of how long it's going to be until he gets back. Vrabel believes it's not a long-term injury. I guess this is good news, bad news type of thing. I, I don't know if he'll be ready for the start of the season, but the good news is he's not going to miss the entire season. I assume that was a torn ACL for sure, right? I think that was the initial thought. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it just sounded like an ACL. Uh, so anything other than torn ligament is, is, is good news in my opinion in this case. So hopefully Traylon Burks makes his way back. Mac, you got anything to add about this? No. Yeah. It looks scary. So I'm glad he's okay. Yeah. They're like, they said like Ryan Tannehill had to help him out and to help him get him to the cart and stuff like that. So it was a, it was um, a non-contact play too. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, those are always like the worrying ones because usually non-contact play means ACL. So mm-hmm. ACL or Achilles or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, next up, we had another receiver injury. Russell Gage uh, was probably battling or maybe he would have been definitely third wide receiver there. I, I don't I, I don't know their whole entire roster off the top of my head, but at least battling to be the number three guy. Out for the season, a torn patellar tendon in his right knee. Uh, I mean, Russell Gage isn't like a showstopper. He's not like going to ever make a Pro Bowl, but he's a solid player. So this kind of hurts the Bucks' offense, right? Absolutely. 
Yeah, I mean, he, he's I, always been a good depth piece. I mean, I'm sure he probably had a good chance to be the third option there behind Evans and uh, Godwin. It's like, I don't know. I don't think we expect Tampa's passing attack to be all that special this year, but he could still have helped for sure. Right. I, I, I so. I don't know who else they have on that roster. Do you? I know uh, there's that rookie Trey Palmer. I've heard good things about him. The but guy, uh, yeah, the little S- tiny guy. Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. That's right. Is he still there? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I can't pull it up right now. But yeah, so they they still have a couple other options. And like having Godwin and Mike Evans is going to help, obviously, too. So I don't think I don't think it's going to hurt too bad, but it just sucks for Russell Gage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because he suffered a he suffered a neck injury during the the wild card round in the playoffs last year, and then just to get another injury just before the start of the season. So yeah, it just sucks having that much time away from the field. Absolutely. Um, so there was a signing this week, Davion Clowney. He's been on like every team in the league now, hasn't he? Good lord, I feel like he just bounces around every year. What was he on the Titans last year? The Browns the year before, or was that flipped? Seahawks one year, like, yeah. Seahawks, yeah. So he's just like riding the wave of one year deals. Uh, he signs a one year, two and a half million dollar deal. Uh, he was supposed to be like the best pass rusher of all time. You remember how hyped that dude was coming out of college, and he's he's made like a decent career, but he he was not worthy of a number one overall pick. That that tackle that he had in Michigan, or did he 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 went to South Carolina? It was a Michigan player, I believe. He like destroyed this Michigan player in the backfield. And that clip was just like the most viral football clip for like three years. And then he becomes the number one overall pick and he's just whatever. Uh, it's a very weird career for Jadavion Clowney, but one year, two and a half million dollar deal. I'm sure he could help the Ravens. Uh, do they need pass rush help? I, I can't say I'm that familiar with their defensive uh, line, honestly. Yeah, they definitely need another guy in there. I mean, the Ravens usually always have a pretty good D line, but looking at the depth chart right now, it's not like how it used to be. So just adding another name in there should help a little bit, whether he's a rotation player or not. It's like he he has the talent to like make some sort of a difference, especially at two and a half million. That's fucking nothing, you know. So what did you think about this, uh, Mac? No, yeah, he's obviously, like you guys said, he's never lived up to, to his full potential. Um, I did see an X, a tweet, that uh, he Ugh. gets the he gets the full revenge tour. He gets to play every single team he's ever played on this season. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. That's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. Was, <laughs> he was just hanging up on teams until the Ravens called him because he wanted that. He was just like, uh, I'm looking at his stats last year. Not great, though. Uh, 12 games, 14 tackles, two sacks, one forced fumble. So he might be washed. I don't know. Probably like a third down run stopper. Like, yeah, maybe not full rotation. Yeah, you're right. Started 10 of those 12 games, too. Sheesh. Um, okay. Next up. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Going to be wearing number 50. At first, I thought he was just going to wear number 50. Apparently, it's only for the preseason. I think he's just waiting for roster cuts so he can figure out what number he actually wants. At first, though, I was like, oh, Lord, I, I don't hate the the new number rule. I, I think it's kind of cool to see like running like Travis Etienne wears number one. I think that's kind of cool. Stuff like that. It's cool to see like a linebacker wear single digits or a cornerback. But like this is crossing the line. Uh, <laughs> quarterback should never be number 50 ever, ever, ever. Right? The, I feel less uh, emotional about it since I found out it was only for the preseason. But at first, I was like, Teddy, what are we doing, dude? Uh, did you were either of you guys offended by this decision? It's just odd. So odd. I love it. 
Do you love it? It's like a fullback number, or not even maybe not even. No, it's like no, a linebacker. It's a linebacker number. Yeah. Oh man, never. Fa- I, hey, you know I, I I do respect the bit though. I, I I love a good bit. So shout out to Teddy for for keeping that bit alive. The first quarterback to even think about doing this. So uh, hats off to him. Uh, I hope he keeps it. What What if he does? What if he does keep it? I don't, that'll be so weird. I mean, I mean, it's a good way to grab some headlines. So good yeah, way I to bring so, attention. Yeah. yeah. Bridgewater doesn't seem like the guy that like craves headlines, but yeah, you're right. That that is a that's a nice headline grabber right there. Uh, all right, next up, uh, last football news is a, kind of a melancholy one. Obviously, uh, Alex Collins passes away from a running back for the Ravens and Seahawks. Got killed in a motorcycle crash on Sunday night. Only 28 years old. Crash is being investigated by police. I was reading what happened last night, and it sounds like I don't know whose fault it was. I'm not saying whose fault one way or the other. I have no idea. It just sounds like he was going straight, and a lady was like turning left, and he crashed into her SUV and like went through her window and oh, was shit. like dead on the scene. So I I don't know whose fault it is. I have no idea. The police are investigating. Uh, I don't remember where they said it happened either now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, but yeah, super sad news. I remember Alex Collins. Uh, he was like he's a decent, a decent running back. Uh, but yeah, that's seemed like a really good guy, too, from what everybody was talking about. There was like clips going around of him learning like Irish dance music and stuff like that, where, you know, like the little leprechaun, like hop skipping around and stuff like that. It was kind of cool. I think it was, he used it to like help him football wise. I can't remember specifically how, but it was kind of a cool video uh just super sad sad story why are we still riding motorcycles i uh, dude i mean uh, that is like i mean do with your life what you want but like i i would never uh, i'm not really no. like a, i'm not like a speed demon like that though so if you're like really looking for like an adrenaline rush i guess i get it i don't i don't like that type of stuff at all i i don't even think i've ever even been on a motorcycle I mean, you could you could be wearing all the protective gear. You could be taking all the precautions, but it's like you get into a crash, man. You're gonna fly off that thing violently. So I would never personally never get on a motorcycle. If I did have a need for speed, I would get a muscle car. Yeah, for sure. Especially like in a. I don't know. It says it says he uh, the city he passed away in was Lauderdale Lakes, Florida. I imagine that's maybe near Fort Lauderdale. Um, so it's like, especially if you're like in a city setting, like riding motorcycles is so like, could you imagine riding a motorcycle around in Vegas? That would be so traffic. People are crazy driving here. I I, I would not trust anybody. Uh, maybe like in a small town, it'd be okay for sure. But like a, a big city that that's, that's just so risky, man. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it must be near Fort Lauderdale. Cause it says he was born in Fort Lauderdale in 1994. So just awful, awful, awful stuff. Uh, rest in peace, Alex Collins. And think about his friends and family. Um, okay, so let's get to some actual football games here now. Um, we have some leftover week one games to talk about. We don't have to go too deep into them, but there's some stat lines and stuff I thought were interesting. Uh, first up, Jets 27, Panthers 0. And um, so this was just a domination by the Jets, apparently. A couple of stat lines I thought were interesting, especially for like fantasy reasons. Israel Abaconda, 12 for 56 on the ground. Not bad. Michael Carter, only four for 19. Bam Knight, four for 13. Uh, I, I keep saying this. I really don't expect Michael Carter to make this team. 
Yeah, uh, I really don't know if that's a hot take or not. I don't expect him to make the team. No, I don't think it's a hot take either, especially if uh, Israel Bonnie Kondo keeps showing out like this. Um, yeah, he's looked good for two straight preseason games so far. So, I mean, I, th- I really think he is going to find his way onto a roster spot there. Yeah, I could see Michael Carter maybe going somewhere else and, and, and being like having some sort of role with the team. I just don't know if that's going to be with the Jets. Um, a couple other stat lines, the two quarterbacks, Bryce Young, four for six, 21 yards. Not very impressive. Uh, I mean, first preseason game, though. Flush it down the toilet. Uh, Zach Wilson, though, 14 of 20, 123 yards and a touchdown. Bad. Yeah, not bad. Good. Yeah. He's looked good for two, good. Straight, two straight preseason games, too. So we'll see. He's, yeah. he's, I think he's got a strong chance of being the, the backup quarterback there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That, who's the other guy that they have? Uh, Mike White's gone. Who is actually a good question. I think, I think Zach Wilson's definitely going to be second string for sure. Let me look that up real quick. Uh, so the third quarterback is Tim Boyle. So yeah, Tim Ugh. Boyle sucks. Awful name. Yeah, Boyle. Tim Boyle. Ugh. Um, all right. And uh, let's move on then. Jaguars 28, Cowboys 23. This one I want to talk about because we I think I, I think we all saw, right? Nathan Rourke's sexy ass touchdown throw that he had where he was just like dodging defenders in the backfield. Kind of almost looking. It almost reminded me a little bit of like Eli Manning in the Super Bowl and the helmet catch play, where like a couple Patriots had him wrapped up, but he didn't go down, and then he completed the pass down the field to David Tyree of the helmet catch. This was the kind of the same type of situation. Two Cowboys had Nathan Rourke like dead to rights in the backfield. He escaped them, and then another guy like came over and tackled him from like his his hip. But like Rourke, as he was going down, set his feet. And just fired a fucking missile into the end zone, uh, and I can't remember what receiver caught it, but uh, it, it was a it was a sexy ass play. That was like one of the best preseason plays I've seen in a long fucking time. Yeah, he looks good. Um, he, he's actually having a pretty decent game right now in the ongoing Jaguars Lions game at the moment. What's that score right now? Twenty five seven Jaguars, and yeah, Ooh. Nathan Rourke is ten for twelve, one hundred twenty one yards, no touchdowns, no picks. So. Yeah, I mean he's he's kind of he's pressing for that backup job between him and uh, C.J. Beathard. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I wouldn't say I was gonna say I wouldn't say I'm a C.J. Beathard fan. I'm not sure there are C.J. Beathard fans though. So I guess Nathan Rourke has a shot. I I would imagine that he'll probably he's a rookie, right? Rourke. I've never heard of him before. Uh, yes, he is a rookie from just Ohio. So I imagine he'll probably be the third stringer. Have Beathard will be the backup just based on NFL experience alone. But like that throw specifically probably gave him a, or still like guaranteed him a roster spot no matter what. That was just that. And you like, I saw like a video of the Jaguars sideline too. And they were like just so hyped up the entire, I saw like a, just like a minute long shot of the Jaguars uh, sideline. And they were just getting so hyped. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Mac, did you uh, have an opinion about Nathan Rourke's fucking sweet ass touchdown throw? It was delicious. It was like, I mean, you know, that that meme that like if Patrick Mahomes did this, the Internet would go crazy. If Patrick Mahomes did that, the Internet would fucking go lose their shit, dude. That 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 was such a sexy ass pass. Uh, Shout out to uh, shout out to Nathan Rourke. His stat line from this game, by the way, against the Cowboys, nine of 17, 153 yards and that touchdown. Trevor Lawrence went five for six, 36 yards, a touchdown and a pick before he uh, uh, before he. I don't want to say get got benched, but you know, you know, rested for the for the following week. Uh, some stats on the ground I thought were interesting. Bigsby nine for fifty two, pretty it's good. It's looking good. 
Uh, Dearness Johnson, five for 31. Also not bad. Pretty solid. Uh, ETN, five for 22. Um, so uh, they all had solid production, I would say. Solid to good production. Uh, Higsby is having a nice game right now, too. 13 carries, 70 yards. So, yeah, he's looking like the primary backup at the moment. I think he's going to take some carries away from ETN this year, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. It wouldn't scare me from drafting ETN at all, but I, I definitely think he's going to get more touches than what ETN owners want, for sure. Um, Will Greer for the Cowboys, 22 of 31, 199 yards, two scores and an interception. Not bad for him. I think he's a, is he a rookie, too, or a second-year guy from West Virginia? Is that right? Let me I think. fact check I think. that real quick. Um, Will do Greer? I think, wasn't he on the Panthers? Yeah, I think he's been in the league a few years now, to be honest. Okay, okay. Maybe I messed that up then. Uh, Time is weird. Time is weird. Uh, But Deuce Vaughn, a little short guy in the Cowboys, a little short running back, eight for 50 and a touchdown. He looked explosive as hell. He was like the talk of of the town for a couple of days in sports media. Um, Have have the Cowboys played yet this week? I don't think so, right? Do they play today or tomorrow? Uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does this week if he uh, can continue that production or yeah not. They, they play at 7 p.m pacific time tonight against the tonight. seahawks okay. yeah so look out for look out for the cowboys tonight uh i definitely want to see if deuce vaughn can can be explosive looking again or if he's going to get stuffed this week uh malik davis who's believed to be the leader for the backup job for tony pollard went four carries three yards so not not amazing but they also didn't give him a whole lot of work either so that could tell you something uh, John Stevens Jr. for the Cowboys, five catches, 56 yards, and a touchdown. Next up, Ravens Eagles. Ravens 20, Eagles 19. The Ravens have not lost a preseason game since 2015, I believe. That is one of the crazier random sports stats I've ever heard. Like that is just very odd. I, I guess that can I don't I don't I don't know. Is that a coincidence? Is it just that they're really good at scouting like lesser guys like bench guys? I I really don't know because it's like was Lamar Jackson even on the team in 2015? He wasn't yet. Right. I think he got drafted no. in what, 16, 17. So it's like this is obviously like how many Ravens are still on the team for 2015? It's probably not very many. So these are this is like a bunch of different teams over and over again still winning. So shout out to John Harbaugh, I guess. I I, I don't know what this is. I I, I want to say it's mostly coincidence, but th- this is so weird. If you're betting preseason games, always go with the Ravens, I guess. Uh, but your Eagles, Kai, Marcus Mariota, seven for 11, 58 yards, 29 rushing yards on the ground. Rashad Penny, nine for 34. DeAndre Swift, only two carries, 24 yards. Trey Sermon, nine carries, 21 yards, and a touchdown. They're using Trey Sermon like he's an actual thing. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Uh, And then a guy named Tyree Cleveland, five for 68. I've never heard of that person before. Is he good? I I honestly don't know who he is. Um, No, you don't know him? He's just a camp body. We didn't draft him or anything either, but yeah, I think it's just someone they're trying out. Gotta change his name. Tyree Philadelphia, right? Right. Um, Greg Ward Jr. five catches, fifty three yards. Sidney Brown nine tackles. There's not too many like defensive standouts in preseason. I noticed it's just I think that coaches just really rotate them a lot. But uh, nine tackles that's pretty good for preseason game. And then uh, for the Ravens, Josh Johnson, Washington led. I mean he's just played for every single team. I always like Josh Johnson for his stand on Washington though. Uh, Eight for 12, 45 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Huntley, eight for 11, 88 yards and a touchdown. Both did pretty solid. 
and then for the running back room for the Ravens, Justice Hill, three for 48. Melvin Gordon, six for 16. Not great. Gus, four for 21. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I don't think we can tell too much about how the Ravens backfield is going to shake up, just depending on these stats alone. I don't think this is much to do about nothing, honestly. Do you guys? No, let's see J.K. Dobbins. See, it's, it's his turn. Yeah, we'll see how Dobbins reacts to this stuff. Um, moving on, next up, Chargers 34, Rams 17. Um, for the Chargers, Easton Stick, fucking fantastic quarterback name. Uh, 14 of 21, 109 yards and a touchdown. Elijah Dotson looked really good. Uh, six carries, 92 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Josh Kelly also had nine for 54, so that's not bad as well. Uh, Isaiah Spiller, their young guy, five for 27. Quinton Johnston, three catches, 10 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and then on the other side for the Rams, Stetson Bennett, 17 of 29, 191 yards, a touchdown. This is another like preseason honey everyone's talking about, Stetson Bennett, where everyone's like, oh, I told you Stetson Bennett was going to be the best quarterback coming out of this draft. It's like, all right, buddy, calm the hell down. Uh, I guess I guess we'll see. How old is he? I always just see the memes that he's just like the Van Wilder of college football, where he's just been in the, but he's in college for like a million years. Isn't he like twenty five already? He is. Yeah, he's twenty five. Twenty five. So, um, Zach Evans eight for thirty four on the ground. Ronnie Rivers six for thirty one. Royce Freeman, who I forgot was there, seven for twenty six and a touchdown. Uh, and then receiving wise, Tyler Johnson had a nice day, five for 70 receiving and Puka Nakua, your guys' boy, three for 32 and a touchdown. He's going to be good. So, yeah, I know you, I know both of you really like him a lot. Um, I don't, I don't think we can tell too much about anything from any of these stat lines. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see if Matthew Stafford goes down, if Stetson Bennett is actually decent in the NFL. I think he uh, will be. I mean, good, good championship pedigree, honestly. Uh, very mature player. I mean, you know me. I kind of like when the quarterbacks come out a little older from college, so they have a lot of experience before they get into the NFL. What's the knock on him as a professional athlete? Do we know? I, I, like, I, I always say all the time, I just don't watch a lot of college football. I watched the national championship game uh, where they won Georgia, and he was pretty good. I, I, I couldn't tell you what his strengths and weaknesses are as, as far as quarterback goes what do we know what the knock was on him because he went really late right yeah i'm not too sure about that mac do you know it's just he's not he isn't profiled as like a high tier athlete like mm. a cam newton or like any of these running quarterbacks he's more of a philip rivers type of player so he is kind of short like, too does he have like the arm strength though to like compete in the nfl yeah he can sling it yeah, okay. Yeah, so maybe 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 I think I think I think it's the size too. I mean he's only five eleven. Uh yeah, looking at his like arm length and hand span too. It looks like he's got kind of like small hands based uh, versus the average. So small hands is a big deal in the quarterback community. If you have small hands, people sour on you so fucking quickly. You could have every other like trait in the book if you have small hands or like, I ain't taking a chance on this guy. I don't know, man. Uh so all right, let's let's move on. Saints and Chiefs. Saints win 26-24. Mahomes only played like a drive, so I didn't even put his stat line up here. I think he was like two for two. Uh, I don't know how to say this man's name. Shane Bookley for the Chiefs? Boykley? Bouchel. Bouchel. (laughs) I was not not even close. Uh, Shane Shane Bouchel. I like that better. 11 of 18, 155 yards, two touchdowns. 
and a pick. Not a bad game. Uh, for the Chiefs, Richie James had two catches, 44 yards, and a score. Rasheed Rice, three for 30. Justin Ross, two for 29 and a touchdown. Over on the other side, Derek Carr, six for eight, 70 yards and a touchdown. Pretty good debut for, for uh, Derek Carr. Also, Jameis Winston had a pretty good game, 11 for 13, 92 yards and a touchdown. And then their other quarterback, Jake Hayner. I don't know if I'm saying that name right either. 10 of 17, 105 yards, touchdown, interception. So all three of the quarterbacks did pretty decent for the Saints. Uh, and then Jamal Williams, 9 for 28. A guy named Ellis Merriweather, who I've never heard of before, 9 for 26. And then two catches for 17 yards and a touchdown. Kendra Miller, only four carries, five yards. Kai's man, A.T. Perry, six for 70 and a touchdown. Uh, and then Michael Thomas, one for 16. Jimmy Graham, one for 10. So I I don't know. There is a uh, there was a moment where a saint scored. I don't I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was A.T. Perry. I don't know what number he is. I think he's I think whoever scored was like number 16. And it looked like number what's Michael Thomas? Is he 18? Uh, it looked like Michael Thomas. I was like, oh, shit, Michael Thomas. just go-. No, never mind. It wasn't Michael Thomas. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. I, I, for for one second, I was like, I got to draft Michael Thomas this year. And then I realized it wasn't him. And I was like, oh, never mind. I'm back. I'm back off Michael Thomas. Uh, funny how that works. Do we have any takeaways from this at all? It was kind of uh, probably the, one of the more entertaining preseason games last week. Yeah, I mean, it was a good game for uh, fantasy purposes. I mean, there are a lot of guys on new teams here, um, a lot of good rookie names that uh, were sleepers in fantasy football draft circles. So I I enjoyed it for that reason. What about you, Mac? No, I didn't didn't catch too much of this one, unfortunately. So it's uh, some interesting stat lines. That's about it for me. I, especially like the Chiefs wide receivers too, because we really don't know who like the starters are going to be. We can assume, but like they're all ba- there's like six or seven guys that are basically right on the same like tier area, you know, where it's like any of these guys could pop off or they could be really like duds. Uh, Richie James, Rasheed Rice, and Justin Ross all had like super similar stat lines, so it didn't really clear anything up for me personally. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Mahomes plays more in any of the preseason games. I imagine he probably won't get too much. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, all right. Next up, the last game of the week last week in week one of the preseason, the Raiders 34, the Niners 7. Um, Trey Lance, when you look at his stat line, really wasn't that bad. But I watched this game and Trey Lance did not look good at all. So I, I really don't know. He was 10 to 15, 112 yards and a touchdown, but he looked like out of rhythm, out of sync the entire time. Uh, the Raiders defense in training camp has apparently been really fucking good. They had scrimmages with the 49ers and the Raiders defense was getting the best of, of the Niners offense for a large portion of it. Uh, it's usually when like Brock Purdy was the quarterback though. Um, Lance just did not look comfortable at all. I was actually like when I was watching the game, I was like, man, Lance might suck. And then I like last night I was putting together the stat sheet and I looked at his stats. I'm like, oh, actually, his stat line looks like really good. It just didn't feel like that from an eye test point of view when I was watching the game. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm I was looking at it through a silver and black uh, uh, colored lenses. Uh, and then Sam Darnold, five for eight, 84 yards for the Niners as well. Don't forget he's there. I keep forgetting he's there. Uh and then Tyrius, Tyrion Davis-Price, nine carries, 29 yards. There really weren't very many interesting stat lines for the 49ers in this game. They got absolutely dog-walked by the Raiders. Uh, on the Raiders' side, though, a lot of interesting stat lines. They got Aiden O'Connell, who is their young rookie quarterback, 15 of 18, 141 is a touchdown. He looked really good. Uh, I know he wasn't going against like the top 49ers defense or anything like that, but he did look good. 
Uh, Zamir White, who is probably going to be the starter if Josh Jacobs misses time, 13 for 43 and a touchdown. He looked really good. Keelan Cole, 6 for 29 and a touchdown. He's battling for a roster spot. Cole Fotheringham, another young guy, 5 for 71. He looked excellent. Uh, and a guy named Sincere McCormick, who I've never heard of before, 9 for 27 and a touchdown. And one catch for two yards and a touchdown. So shout out to Sincere. Uh, did you guys catch this one at all? I mean, the, it was legitimately a waffle stopping. The Raiders just did not let up at all. I caught a little Third bit. I, I honestly think Zamir White, uh, he doesn't look Josh Jacobs good. The, the offense will absolutely suffer if Jacobs misses time. But Zamir White is, is perfectly fine fill-in until he gets back, I think. Yeah, the door yeah, is he, wide open for him. Go ahead, Max. Sorry. He can't really catch the ball like Jacobs can. Jacobs has that yeah. in, in his profile, like low-key. And I want to throw it back to Trey Lance a little bit. I think... Um, the commanders should have him on their radar a little bit just in mm. case Sam Howell doesn't work out. I would really love to see Trey Lance in an Eric B enemy offense. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I never yeah. thought about that. That's a good fit. I like that a lot too. Especially like the Niners have Sam Darnold too, who, I mean, it is Sam Darnold, but they, they have another name back there that could easily be a second string quarterback for Purdy too. So if they could get something for Lance, maybe they try to see if they can, but also, I don't know how confident they are in Purdy either. So I, I honestly don't know. I, that would be excellent for the commanders, though, to go out and try. If they go out and do that, though, especially like right now at this point of the season, would that potentially hurt Sam Howell or maybe motivate him? It kind of just depends on what kind of personality the guy has usually, right? I was thinking at the deadline, if deadline. Howell isn't working out, basically. Yeah, that's a good idea because he definitely could be available for sure if Purdy uh, – Looks the part that he did last year for sure. It's probably he'll probably take the starting job and, and run with it. So I like that. Um, all right, let's go with the week two preseason so far. There's only a couple of games that have been played. A lot of them are going to be denied tomorrow. So uh, first up, Browns and Eagles. They tie at 18 each. Uh, I want to go to Kai mostly for this one. Did you watch this game, Kai? It was your Eagles. It's also your guy Dorian Thompson Robinson who had a pretty good game. Yeah, uh, I was actually watching this game at a bar um so yeah dorian thompson robinson watch continues uh three straight decent games now for him in the preseason he looks amazing i i actually really think he's going to win the backup job uh although his competition kellen mon had a pretty decent game too um 12 24 126 yards and a touchdown yeah i mean i liked it a lot um on the eagle side of the ball though Mariota still not looking all that great for the Eagles backup job. I actually like Tanner McKee a lot, our third string rookie that we, we drafted. Um, yeah, he's looked good for two straight games. Now, honestly, he's had a touchdown in both games, no interceptions. So I'm liking Tanner McKee a lot. You think Mariota is in danger of losing his backup gig here to, to McKee? Is it like that type of thing or I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't uh, hate it either. Kellen I, Mond, the one thing about Kellen Mond's stat line is that like 50% completion rate's not great. But uh, yeah. 126 and a touchdown. Yeah, that's not, not too bad. Um, also, Austin Watkins, 7 for 139 and a touchdown through the air. Uh, another one of Kai's guys, Cedric Tillman, 2 for 50. Uh, and then for the Eagles, Trey Sermon. I said the Eagles are trying to use him. 5 for 54 and a touchdown. Rashad Penny, only two carries, 18 yards. Uh, Mac, do you agree with Kai that Dorian Thompson Robinson should be the backup quarterback for the Browns? Absolutely. I do. He's going to be on a cheap rookie deal. Obviously Kellen Mond isn't getting paid much either, but Kellen Mond's already been on a team where he had a chance to prove it. And this is second team. So 
He's probably going to end up on a practice squad somewhere, if I had to guess. What do we make of the Eagles' backfield so far through the two games of the preseason? Like, I had, can we make any sense of what's going on here at all? Uh, nope. I mean, it's going to be it's it's going to be exactly one of those things where during the season it's going to be either a Kenneth Gainwell game, it could be a Boston Scott game, it could be a DeAndre Swift game, so on and so forth. And now the emergence of Trey Sermon, who's looked good through two straight preseason games, it makes it even touchdown in each game. Yeah, it makes it even more confusing now. So good luck trying to pin down that backfield in fantasy. Yeah, I I have no idea who's going to be the league. I, I assume it'll be Gainwell and then maybe just like a sprinkle of Swift in there. But like I said, that seems like they want to use Trey Sermon. You know, they like Boston Scott and Rashad Penny is there. So I, I, I honestly have no idea what's going to happen here in the next couple of weeks. Mac, you got anything to add on this? Nope, danger zones, staying far away from this backfield. Agreed, yeah, I'm not touching any of them in a redraft. I have to deal with DeAndre Swift in a dynasty league, uh, and uh, I'm not I'm not going to add the headache to my redraft league. So I'm staying far away from the Eagles backfield, I think, this year. Um, all right, next up is Panthers-Giants. I actually don't have any stat lines for this one, so I have to look up what happened here. This was this uh, Gi- last night. This was last night. The Giants won 21-19. Let's go down the list. Let's start with the Giants here. Tyrod Taylor, 9 of 13, 90 yards and a touchdown. He also had 21 yards on the ground. Daniel Jones looked pretty good, too. Before I actually watched Daniel Jones' first drive before he left the game. He was 8 for 9, 69 yards and a touchdown to uh, Bellinger, the tight end. Um, what else do we got here? Uh, Tommy DeVito, too. 9 for 11, 88 yards. There's another situation where all three Giants quarterbacks looked really good. A... Hey, I'm walking here. I'm throwing here. Uh, Eric Gray, five carries, 16 yards on a touchdown. Sure. James Robinson, four for 10. Ugh, man, what happened to James Robinson, man? Uh, and then through the air, is there any interesting stat lines here? Jalen Hyatt, four catches, 35 yards and a touchdown. I guess that's that's kind of interesting. Darren Waller had a couple really nice catches on the opening drive. He finished three for 30. I think he he's going to be good this year, man. I think yeah. Darren, I think they're going to use Darren Waller a lot. I'm really high on Darren Waller this year. Um, defensive wise, I don't see anything too impressive here. Panthers side, Matt Coral is a corral or Coral Corral Coral Coral Matt Coral nine for 13, 71 yards. Bryce Young three for six, 35 yards. Another just whatever showing, but you know, it's it's still early. Uh, and then Jake Luton two only two of seven, but he had a touchdown. Half of his half of his completions were touchdowns. So uh, on the ground, Raheem Blackshear and Chuba Hubbard, like practically the same stat line. Blackshear had one more yard and a touchdown. But other than that, eight carries, 31 and a touchdown for Blackshear, eight for 30 for Chuba Hubbard, 10 for 26 for a guy named Spencer Brown. Uh, And then the only really receiver to note, I guess, is Shai Smith, four for 59. Uh, And then Gary Jennings had a 20 yard touchdown. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really see much to go off of this from any of these stats. I, I, I will say that Daniel Jones looked very sharp on the opening drive. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't, do you, you guys are high on Darren Waller too this year, I imagine, right? It seems like he's going to be easily the top target there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's also the, the biggest receiving option that they have too in a room full of small guys. So I see big year for Darren Waller if he can stay on the field. Which is a big F usually from him. Yeah, big time for Darren Waller. Uh, through the little bit of Bryce Young I've seen, I am terrified for the lad because he is getting absolutely crushed. 
Yeah, his O line so, does not look good. O line stinks. Yeah, yeah, that's very worrisome for the number one overall pick there. Hope I see some healthy. Andy Dalton, unfortunately, this year. Not a, not out of well, out of necessity, not out of performance, but out of necessity. Just in, in just case Bryce Young gets just destroyed by that O line. Yeah, there was one play specifically I saw where it was like the guy didn't never even got a hand on the defensive oh, end. Oh, it was uh, it was Thibodeau. Yeah, Thibodeau yeah. just fucking blew past the left tackle like it was not. And the left tackle acted like he didn't even realize Thibodeau was there. Like, oh, it, oh, it, yeah, that's right. One of the best pass rushers in the league is right next to me. Maybe I should like do something to stop him. Uh, I mean, it happened like within a second too. It was crazy. I saw that too. Uh, I don't know if I'm. I mean, I don't think I was going to anyway, but especially now that I know the offensive line is so bad, I'm not touching any Panthers receiver or anything like that. Like no DJ Chark, no Adam Thielen. I don't think I was going to anyway. They're going pretty late, but I, I'm staying away from that entire thing. Maybe take like a flyer on Mingo, but I, I don't even think I'm going to do that, honestly. Uh, all right, next up, Bengals and Falcons. They tie at 13. Uh, I guess we'll start with the Bengals. Jake Browning, 16 of 22, 140 yards and an interception. Sure, fine. Trevor Simeon, Kai's guy. The best backup quarterback in the league, according to Kai. 7 of 14, 62 yards. I did not say that. He goes around constantly talking about how Trevor Simeon is the best backup quarterback in the league. I can't get this guy to shut up about Trevor Simeon. Uh, Jake Browning, four for 50 on the ground. Chase Brown had nine carries, 18 yards and a touchdown. Captain America, Chris Evans, seven carries, 15 yards. Uh, and so not like a crazy good running day for the Bengals. Uh, receiving, I guess we got a couple guys here of no Andre Iosivas. I've never heard of before, but five, ca- five catches, 44 yards. Shedrick Jackson, four for 42. Charlie Jones, four for 36. He's a rookie slot guy. Uh, I've heard decent things about Chris Evans, two for 20. Um, and then on the other side for Atlanta, both Ritter and Heineke played this this week. Uh, Ritter, seven of nine, 80 yards and interception. The only throw I saw Desmond Ritter make was a very short pass to Bijan Robinson. And it was like maybe five yards away and he, he still threw it super inaccurately. I, I just I think Desmond Ritter stinks, dude. I don't I don't expect anything of him this year. I, even if he wins the starting job at a camp, which I don't think he's going to. I think Heineke's going to personally. I, I, I maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe Arthur Smith wants to give the young guy a chance. I think they should start Heineke. I think Heineke will be the starter by I would say at least like week six or week seven, even if Ritter starts the season. Uh, Heineke went 13 of 21, 162 yards. Where Ritter went seven of nine eighty in an interception. So, I don't know. Do you guys have a uh, uh, opinion, a strong opinion, one way or the other on the Heineke Ritter battle? I mean, I don't disagree with your take. Yeah, I mean Heineke could very well win this starting job at some point in the season. Start on week one. Uh, start on week one, dude. If he starts week one, it, I, I'm not going to pretend and say like it's Drake London and and uh, and uh, Kyle Pitts are going to be like immediate game changers if Heineke's the quarterback, but it's, they would be better off with him, I think, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm a big Heineke guy, though. So, uh, Also, Logan Woodside, 4 for 6, 58 yards. Rushing, Godwin Igwikbiwike. <laughs> I can't say this guy's name. I'm so sorry to Godwin. 14 carries, 61 yards, and then a guy named Carlos Washington, 5 for 15 and a touchdown. Uh, um... Nothing really to know to receiving wise. Kyle Pitts only had one catch. Drake London only had two. 
Um, we'll say Bijan did look good in his uh, short action that we saw. I mean, uh, the one 12 yard rush that I did watch on TV, it looked really good. He's got the, he's he got looked, the chops. Yeah. You can tell he's, he's ready for NFL action for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with you. He looked, he looked pretty good. Um, our uh, friend of the pod, Nolan Lamb, said yesterday he was drafting with uh, his friends in a fantasy draft, not a mock draft, an actual draft. And he said that Bijan Robinson went uh, third overall. Whoa. Uh, after CMC and Tyreek Hill, I think, were the first two. Really? Uh, so he, so Bijan went the... over Eckler and over Jefferson in his draft. Can I, can I draft first, in that league? I know, right? Well, at first, I was like, "Well, if you really want Bijan Robinson, I get. I mean, he's not coming. He's not getting back to you, uh, you know, in the second round. So I guess go for your guy." I, I assumed it was like that. CMC and Eckler were probably the first two gone, and that Bijan was like the best running back left. So he's like, "Oh fuck it, I want a running back first round." But when he told me it was Tyreek and CMC the first two picks, I was like, "I think I would have gone Eckler personally." But I if if McCaffrey and Eckler are both gone, and you really run a running back, I don't. I don't really mind the Bijan pick. I think I would have gone with one of the receivers, though, or Eckler personally. I mean, with JJ and Jamar Chase still on the board, too, it's uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Very interesting, yeah. So uh, that's the highest I've heard Bijan go so far this draft season. Hmm. Um, all right, let's touch on Jaguars-Lions that we mentioned earlier. Jaguars beat the Lions, final score 25-7. to uh, Nathan Rourke, 10 for 12, 121, another strong outing, uh, CJ Beathard, 12 of 20, 138 yards, one touchdown, one pick Trevor Lawrence did not play in this game. Tank Bigsby, another strong showing as well. 13 carries 70 yards, but Dearness Johnson had six carries, 36 yards, two touchdowns. So pretty good for Dearness too. Um, receiving wise, nothing really of no Elijah cooks two catches, 69 yards for the lions. Nate Sudfeld. Our guy, Nate Sudfeld, 9 for 18, 80 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. And big old number 50, Teddy Bridgewater, 5 for 11, 34 yards. Um, I don't see anything too interesting other than those stats for the Lions, honestly. Yeah. Uh, looked like kind of a dud for Detroit. So, uh, You guys got anything on that or you want to move on to this next game? The only game in progress right now. So it's still in the first quarter, too. So it's probably not anything going on, really. It's a 0-0 ball game between the Dolphins and Texans. Uh, two is playing. Two is playing. Four of six, 46 yards and an interception. Raheem Mostert has four carries, 24 yards on the ground. Tyree Kill has a catch. Uh, Devon A-Chain is doing kickoff returns. For the Texans, C.J. Stroud is over two. Damian Pierce, two carries, six yards. And that's about it. My guy Denzel Perryman is the one that had the interception on Tua. I, uh, I like Denzel Perryman a lot. Uh, good, good cheap linebacker. Chargers uh, legend. Chargers legend and Raiders legend. Dude, AFC West legend. Also, I, uh, I, so the Golden Knights and the Raiders do a charity softball game every single year. Uh, I went to it the last two years. This year, I saw a lot of Raiders. Uh, granted, I was on the Raiders side, so maybe I was just a victim of that. Or I just didn't see him. I was on the wrong side of the field. But last year, the only Raider I really saw come out and sign a lot of autographs was Denzel Perriman. Like, he went around the entire stadium, not just on the Raiders side. Like, he came over to the Golden Knights side where I was sitting and signed, like, a bunch of bunch of auto, uh, autographs there, too. So Denzel Perriman seems like a really good dude from what I've seen. Um, okay. Moving on, that's it for the NFL action so far. There are other games going on tonight and tomorrow, so we'll talk about that next week. 
Uh, we're going to do a mock draft, but first we just got just just a quick little run through the NBA and the MLB. NBA will start off there. James Harden being dramatic as always. Uh, he was in China this week. I, I don't know what for uh, talking to kids or something like that. And it said, Daryl, he's, 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 he's talking to a bunch of kids when he says this. He says, Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. The thing is, he's been a part of a Daryl Morey organization twice. So I think he means he will never be a part of one again. He's currently a part of one personally right now. Uh, and then also he was the GM for the Rockets for all that time that Harden was there, too. So I, I, I was under the impression that Harden came to Philadelphia in part because of Daryl Morey. So this is this is just great. Apparently, this is because Daryl Morey told James Harden he would try to look for a trade. Their trade demands were too high. He, uh, Harden specifically really wanted to go to the Clippers. The Clippers weren't going to give into the price tag the Sixers wanted. So Daryl Morey's like, okay, well, we're just going to keep him at the start of training camp and see what happens. And James Harden's like, fuck you, dude. You know, it's just like, dude, how many, how how often are you going to do this, man? You're about to be on your fourth team in four years. It's like, obviously, you're the issue. I I, I can't stand James Harden. I'm sorry. I, I do not like him. Wasn't he there like reports crazy. recently where like just people are just calling him fat and stuff too right now? Well, that's like his go-to plan whenever he wants out of a situation. He's like, I'm just going to drink alcohol every day for the next two weeks and go to the <laughs> club and party up and get super fat. And then as soon as I get traded in three days, I'm just going to do a big old sweat down and get all the fucking booze out of my body and look like I'm in the best shape of my life again. So I don't know what he does to do that, but it works. It worked for the Nets. He was showing up fat and out of shape, got shipped off to the Sixers. And then like three days later, he looked like he was like cut as shit. So I don't know if it's like knows how to manipulate the cameras to get the right angle on him or what, but he, he does like some weight loss witchcraft over there. Yeah, it's interesting. Do you guys think that this is going to get resolved before the start of the season? I honestly have no fucking idea. I really don't care about James Harden, to be honest. The interesting thing about this is, uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Daryl Moore, you know, there's like the, the China stuff a couple of years ago or, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm going to sound super ignorant if I talk too much about this. Uh, just just know that I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to the subject. I guess like Hong Kong and China, were, were there's something up with that. And Le, uh, Daryl Morey said something anti-China. LeBron said something like pro-China because the NBA is trying to get the most money out of China that they can. So they're kind of like kind of like propagandist for China and stuff like that. And it caused like a big stir. But Daryl Morey was basically like, you know, fuck China. What they're doing is wrong type of stuff. So. James Harden saying that to a bunch of like Chinese kids too. There's like that angle that I didn't think of too. Or it's like, I don't know if that ties into it. I don't know. Probably not. I'm sure James Harden isn't thinking along those lines, but I just thought it was kind of a weird coincidence. Um, but yeah, just James Harden is just such a headache. I wouldn't want him on my team ever, 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 ever. Um, what about you? I just saw you just added this to the notes, Kai. I'm going to let you take a hex. I honestly have no idea what this is about. What's what's up with Damian Lillard? Uh, so the trade, the projected trade between Miami and Portland seems like it's not going to happen at all now. So apparently the Portland Trailblazers cannot care less about Damian Lillard's, Lillard preferring a trade to the Miami Heat. They have no interest in <laughs> Tyler Hero. And yeah, it just looks like it's not going to happen. Our dream trade that we talked about a few months ago. Who said this? Uh, this was NBA Central, not Central. Oh. Central. I don't know if I trust NBA Central a whole lot, but yeah. Well, I, uh, also, Barry Jackson, too. I don't know if that's a... I don't know who that is. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I guess well, even if it is true, it's like it could just be like blowing smoke. I, honestly, I expect Damian Lillard to be in Miami before the start of the year. Honestly, I do. I, I think they're going to work out some sort of trade. Miami will up their price before the start of the season or something. Pat Riley might just be playing hardball right now because he knows they don't have a whole lot of competition for his services. If Lillard really only wants to go to Miami, the Heat have a lot of leverage in this situation, I think. But the Blazers have have leverage too, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, just thought uh, that was interesting. Uh, was that breaking news, technically? Uh, yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> new, break, new breaking news drop. We're going <laughs> to... I don't know if that was a good one to start off on, but hey, why not? Why not? Uh, all right. Next up, MLB. Some crazy news in the MLB. Wander Franco might be a pedophile. Allegedly a pedophile. Allegedly. All this is alleged. All this is alleged. I think it's possible he might be innocent. I don't know. A, a, a handful of Instagram posts isn't enough evidence for me personally. So I I don't know. I think everyone is shunning him a little too quickly. I don't. I honestly have no idea, though. No idea. Uh He's under investigation by the MLB after social media posts came out revealing that he allegedly might have been with a girl who was only 14 years old. The Instagram posts, uh, I bookmarked them yesterday. Let me go take a look at these. There's one where she's wearing a number five chain where he wears number five for the Rays, a chain with a big old number five, which is very obviously his. You can't just make a fake one of these. This is a big ass chain with some fucking Mm. shiny ass gold on it. Uh, and there's also one where he is like kissing her on the cheek. I mean, taken out of context, that could be fucking anything, though, you know, so I, 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 I really don't know. It definitely doesn't look great, but I'm trying not to, like, assume the worst on this guy right away because you you really don't know. But it does not look good right now. No. Uh, some guy came out, uh, a reporter who I personally had not heard of before, but uh, further investigation tells me that people trust him for like specifically news regarding players from the Dominican Republic. And he said that he talked to somebody close with Wander Franco and he said that he probably will never play in the MLB again. I I, I would say I would take that with a giant grain of salt. Uh, I really don't know. He could be back before the end of the season, honestly, I, I depending on how this MLB investigation goes. I think the next move, if the MLB deems him either guilty or very suspicious of guilt, I think they will put him on like a diff, like a restrict. I, I, he's on a list right now. Some sort of he's he's on the restricted list right now. I think there's another like a commissioner's list type of thing. I don't know exactly what the name of it is, but I, I think if he goes on like another list where it's like this guy's not activated for right now, then you got to start going. Okay, maybe there's some steam behind this. But if he's back and playing in the next couple of weeks, I think the MLB probably thinks it's not that big or not a big deal is not the right wording but it's not something to you know that that, i'm sure that if he if he's on the field in the next couple weeks i think the mlb probably is leaning towards believing his side of the story so uh apparently he's told his teammates that he's innocent he's expressed innocence to his teammates so he's also denied the allegations on on an instagram live video uh, he's just signed an 11-year, $182 million guaranteed deal in 2021, which was the largest deal in Ray's history. So obviously, if this is true, it's going to go down as a humongous dark spot on the Ray's franchise. Uh, and I honestly do not know if uh, I don't know what happens to the contract if something like this happens. I don't know if you can void it. I don't I honestly have no idea. $182 million guaranteed. Yikes. So, uh, I don't I don't know how that fucking works. Uh, maybe there's like a clause or something, but uh, 
do you guys have any any thoughts about this situation at all? Remember, everything we say here is allegedly alleged. I, I have no idea if this is true or not. Mac, do you have any uh, any thoughts on this? No, yeah, I, I sort of have my reservations as well, only because if you guys remember the former Bills punter, Matt Ariza, I mean, it's not in the same vein exactly because it's sexual assault versus pedophilia. Mm-hmm. But um, like he's I don't think he ever came back from that. Right. Even though he was pretty not, not guilty. So yeah. it's like, you know, you, you hate to see that kind of stuff happen to a guy just because of the accusations. So <laughs> like to wait and see. And it's like, this sucks to say because, you know, in a perfect world, you would like to believe all victims and stuff like that. But there are people out there that will try to take advantage of professional athletes. So oh, yeah. you always have to keep that in the back of your mind. You can't just trust every every single allegation that you hear, which is a big problem, I think, in our society currently. Uh, so I, I, I tend to think that this is too suspicious not to be true, but I, I am not judging him yet until until this comes out for certain that this is a fact so we'll we'll just take it with a grain of salt for now it's everything's alleged like we said and we'll see what happens in the coming weeks about wander franco i i i it i think the next move the mlb does will be the most telling sign of what of what's actually happening here kai did you have any last thoughts before we move on to the mock draft um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just, I'm pretty much in agreement with both of you. I'm not going to pass judgment just yet. It could honestly just be like, you know, he's like close with like this younger girl, I guess it couldn't be any, it's probably nothing, anything even like that. It's probably like maybe like a close family friend or something, but either way, it does look kind of odd. Maybe a little bit of a uh, grooming involved as well too. I don't know. Oh yeah. I don't know how oh, you feel God. about Yeah. So it's just, it's kind of weird. It sucks. It's like, as soon as you heard the G word, you just like cringe a little bit. You're like, oh God, yeah, it's no, it shivers it, down your spine. It, yeah, it's just, it, it feels nasty to even say, but who knows? The the chain picture is like the the most. Yeah, that's, that's pretty weird. Thing. It's like, what's going on there, you know? But like out of context, literally, that could be anything. So it doesn't look good, but we, we have zero context of that at all. So but we also got to remember that this guy's from another country, too. I mean, I don't know how their standards work with that kind of thing out there. But either way, it looks bad over here. I don't think it's acceptable in the DR either. Okay. <laughs> I don't, especially especially that like that's 14 is nuts. 14 is crazy. Yeah. 14 is so young. So, yeah, it's it's uh yeah, it's, it's this is a wait and see, I think so. Hopefully it's hopefully he's innocent and nothing goes about it. But it's this is this was crazy. Uh, all right. Well, I'll just do a quick MLB division run through and then we'll we'll. Um, we'll move on to our mock draft uh, in the east. The O's are still on top. They have a two game lead on the Rays. Blue Jays are eight and a half back in the central. The twins are still in control. They're five up on the Gardos, eight and a half up on the Tigers. Rangers are in the lead in the West still. The Astros are two and a half back. The Mariners are five back and the Angels. Oh, wow. The Angels are 60 and 63. Yeah, Jesus. yeah. 12, 12, 12, 12 and a half back. Uh, the Yankees are the same exact record. So um, the NL, the Braves still have a 13 and a half game lead on the Phillies. They're 79 and 42. Brewers have a two game lead on the Reds. Uh, Cubs are three back. In the West, the Dodgers still have complete control of that division. They're 10 and a half up on the Giants. It's funny how just downhill that division way it was close for like the entire season until maybe like three weeks ago now the dodgers just have full control and does not look like they're going to give it back to anybody so um 
I feel like there really aren't that many teams that have a legit chance to win the World Series this year. Honestly, like the more I think about it, it's pr- like I know the Astros have a good record. They're they're not as good as they have been in the past. The, yeah. They have some pro- they have some pitching problems. I think. Um, that does doesn't mean that doesn't mean that they won't win. They could definitely still win the World Series. It just it feels like they have a weaker team than they did last year. Rangers are good. The O's and Rays both have a chance, I guess. And the NL, it feels like really only the Braves and Dodgers, right? I don't I don't really feel like any of these other teams have a chance. Yeah, I, I think you know, the Braves are obviously the heavy favorite. I mean, Phillies could maybe sneak in there too. I mean, they really heated up in the second half of the season too. I think it's safe to say that none of our teams are winning the World Series this year. So yeah. who who are you guys rooting for among the contenders? I like the Braves. Braves. I'm rooting for the Braves too. What about you, Mac? Braves. Braves, yeah. They're they're for a for a very dominant team, especially one that's been pretty dominant the last like several years, they're very likable. And I think Acuna deserves to participate in a World Series. Uh, yeah. You know, if, it always made me feel bad that he didn't really get a chance to to participate in the in the playoff run a couple of years ago. So I'm, I'm rooting for the Braves this year. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the mock draft. So this is the mock draft that we're doing this time. Uh, it's going to be we're all going to be on the same team and we're going to see if this is interesting at all. It might not. It might be really boring. I don't know. But we're going to see if we have any differences in picks or strategies going forward. We are going to be spot five in the mock draft and uh kai whenever you're ready are you guys in the draft room i am in the draft i i, I think this will work uh, we can watch i think we can watch this right while you do it yeah uh let me, let me test it out so i'll start it let's test it out right now yeah okay yeah that's loud yeah i turned it down okay. all right so Jefferson, Chase, Cup, and Eckler are the first four picks off the board. This has to be CMC, right, boys? Yeah, I mean, he kind of just fell onto our lap here, I think. The only problem is we can't see... uh, Can you maybe share your screen, Kai? Because we can't see the options. Yeah, yeah. I can only see who who everyone's picking. Bad podcasting, but that's okay. Okay. Okay, yeah, I I mean, I think this, this has to be CMC, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless we're feeling spicy, you want to go Tyreek, but I think CMC is the safer one here. I would consider Tyreek if it was between Eckler and Tyreek, but I, I don't think you can pass up CMC. Yeah, I think so too. All right. So Kelsey goes six, Tyreek seven, Bijan eight, Stefan Diggs nine, Saquon ten, Nick Chubb eleven, CD Lamb two point two. Jonathan Taylor, 2.3. Woof. A friend of the pod, Nolan Lamb, last night in that draft, he said that Jonathan Taylor didn't go into the 56th overall pick. I was like, holy shit. That seemed pretty low for me. Uh, AJ Brown, 2.4. Devontae Adams, 2.5. So I think we got to go for a receiver here now, to be honest. Okay, so we got Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave. Let's just look at the running backs first, too, to see what our options are. Running backs, we got Derrick Henry, Josh Mm -hmm. Jacobs, Tony Pollard. I honestly wouldn't hate Derrick Henry, but if you guys want to go wide receiver, I, I would be down for wide receiver as uh, well. Let's have Mac be the tiebreaker here. Oh, let's look at wide receiver again. What are the, what are the wide receiver? Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson. I would say if you're going to go receiver, it's got to be either Wilson or St. Brown. So I, I would say Henry, Amon Ra, or Garrett Wilson is perfectly fine with me. What do you Mac think, Mac? Uh, I'm not sure. Not too sure. 
So if we take a if we take another running back right now, we'll be pretty set, but we might miss out on a top tier wide receiver. Yeah, I, I kinda like the depth of wide I, I don't actually I mean, yeah, we could we could if, go. no if you want to do if you want to do receiver, let's do receiver. But who who would you because these are both your guys, so would you rather go Garrett Wilson or would you rather go Amon Ra? These are these are both your dudes. They both have great upside, to be honest. Um that's tough. I think let's just go with the safe option and just get both our running backs right now. I think oh, like okay. I think like you said, there is going to be enough wide receiver depth to get a good WR one. Uh, I think, and I like Tony Pollard like a lot, but I think Derrick Henry right now is like the running back that is just it's got the biggest gap between him and the next guy because it's like Jacobs. There's too many question marks about him, and I like Tony Pollard a lot, but I don't think he's Derrick Henry. Yeah, what do you think back, Derrick Henry? Uh, we got sure. nine seconds. All right. Uh, we got Mahomes next, and then Amon Rossi Brown went 2.8, Garrett Wilson 2.9, Waddle the last pick of the second round. We go Josh Jacobs Ooh. to start the third, Tony Pollard at 3.2, Mark Andrews 3.3, and then Ramondre 3.4. So and now we are up to bat at the fifth overall. Pick. I actually like who fell to us too, uh, Chris Olave. I mean, that's honestly a pretty good WR one if you if you had to wait on a wide receiver, in my opinion. Who did you say? I'm sorry. Olave. Yeah. Chris Olave. Let me look at the running backs again. One time. Just to, I don't want to draft. I just want to just out of curiosity's sake. Yeah. Definitely wide receiver. Uh, I like Olave a lot. Yeah. I would, I would do a lot. Olave is one of my favorite draft picks this year. I think he's going to be really good. Mac, you got any opinions? No, it sounds good to me. All right. Chris Olave. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good spot to get your WR one. Um, okay, so next up, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, T. Higgins, Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, Brees Hall, Travis Etienne, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Kenneth Walker, and now we're back up on the clock in the fourth round. Um, so... I don't think Kai's chat. So I'm just going to say, Mac's uh, Discord is is, uh, is acting up right now, so he can't see the uh, picks that we got going on. So Kai and I are probably going to have to read out the choices to him mostly. Uh, so right now for receiver, we got Debo, Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, and Nuke. Over at the running back side, we got Jameer Gibbs, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders are the top guys. And then... Kelsey and Andrews are both gone already. All three quarterbacks are gone. So I think we stay in the running back wide receiver realm personally. Uh, I don't know. Who do you guys like here? Uh, I think if it were me, oh man, I would say, I would say the person I think I like the most out of all the guys left is Gibbs, but we already have our two running backs. I'm not huge on Debo. I think you guys are both higher on Debo than I am. I guess if you guys want to go Debo, I don't mind. I personally don't like Debo that much. I think I would rather have God, I don't know if I love Ridley or Cooper though more than him though. So either so I don't. Yeah, so I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I think we take the upside of Gibbs, and there's still going to be enough good okay. wide receivers that could be our WR two later. Yeah, because if Jameer Gibbs hits, he's going to hit hard this year. Yeah. What do you think, Matt? They, they really like to use him. Mac, you got an opinion about Gibbs or any of these receivers? Um. Nah. Probably just wide receiver, baby. You want wide receiver? Do you want to go Debo? No, I do not. Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, DeAndre Hopkins. 
Got 10 seconds. Uh, that's not Devo. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to go Cooper. All right. Do Cooper. Debo went next. Jameer Gibbs after that. Then Lamar Jackson, Calvin Ridley, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Justin Fields, Aaron Jones, and then back on the clock in the fifth round. So Hopkins is still there. Terry McLaurin is still there. Look at the running backs again. Miles Sanders, your guys are the boy. Uh, Damian Pierce, J.K. Dobbins. Um, oh, man, I honestly don't know. I think if it were me personally, I think I would do Hopkins here. Just bank on, bank on the upside. Yeah, I like the upside a lot. Plus, we don't really know about Traylon Burks. I think Hopkins is kind of quarterback proof. Uh, not that Tannehill is bad, but I think that offense is kind of set up to be a rushing offense. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have a different one? I think I like Hopkins the most here, personally. Hopkins, McLaurin, DJ Moore, Jerry Judy are the receivers. And the running backs, Sanders. Pierce, Dobbins, Camara. Yeah, I don't like too many of those options. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning uh, Terry McLaurin or Hopkins. What do you think, Mac? Probably Hopkins. He can make any quarterback look good. Yeah, I, like, I think I, like I think that's a I think that's a safe gamble in the fifth. Yeah, yeah. All right. After that, Terry McLaurin, George Kittle. TJ Hawkinson, Justin Herbert, J.K. Dobbins round out the fifth round. Then Alvin Kamara, Miles Sanders, DJ Moore, Damian Pierce, and Alexander Madison. Uh, uh, next on the clock in the sixth round. Um, all right, so there's still like a couple of decent receivers here that I like. Is it working now, Mac? Yeah. Okay, cool. cool. Uh, uh, what about running backs, Kai? Uh, running backs, Cam Akers, James Conner, DeAndre Swift, Delvin Cook. Hmm. So I kind of like I like the uh, I like James Conner this year a little bit, honestly. Uh, uh, I also would not mind Dalvin Cook here. I say we stay far away from DeAndre Swift. I am uh, I don't I neither love nor hate Cam Akers. I got kind of burned by Cam Akers last year, but I do think that he has a role that he could get a lot of touches this year. Let's look at the receivers one more time. I, I like Judy. I, obviously, I like Judy. Mac doesn't like Judy, so I don't think we go there. I, 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 I want to know who's throwing Drake London the ball before I would touch him. If it's gonna be Ritter, I don't want anything to do with Drake London. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind Christian Watson. Uh, let's look at the tight ends. Definitely not Kyle Pitts. No, if we were going to go tight end, I wouldn't mind Waller or Goddard. Do you think that maybe we might be able to wait one more round and get one of them? Yeah, I think so. So let's let's do either a running back or receiver one more time. Then I think I think I vote, we I, I think Connor. we go running back Connor. I, I'm down with Connor too. I like Connor a lot. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I think Arizona is going to lean pretty heavy on the run game this year, at least till Kyler gets back. Yeah, I think Connor has a chance to get a, get quite a lot of work and some touchdowns. Okay. Gotta stay healthy though. After that, Ayuk, Drake London, Cam Akers, Christian Watson round out the sixth round, the start of the seventh round, Kyle Pitts, Jerry, Judy, Godwin, DeAndre Swift, and now we're back on the clock. So Dalvin Cook, Javante Williams, Rashad White, and Pacheco are the top running backs on the board. What are the top receivers? Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, Hollywood Brown, Christian Kirk. Let's look at the tight ends. 
Goddard and Waller both still there. Look at quarterback for me one more time, one time too. Lawrence Watson Prescott. Yeah, definitely not. I don't think quarterback yet, right? Do you want? Let's. I think we take one of these tight ends. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna last another round, to be honest. I like Goddard and Waller both. I think I would. I think I would prefer Waller, but I think I'm just like, just high on like what I saw yesterday. Whereas like, he looked pretty good. Yeah, I, th- I think Waller just a tad hair over Goddard for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm actually in agreement. Yeah, I think Waller has more offensive potential. Philly's kind of got a lot of mouths to feed, whereas the Giants' offense will go through Waller more. I think very true. Yeah, let's go Waller. All right. So after Waller, it'll go Hollywood Brown, Mike Williams, Trevor Lawrence, Dallas Goddard, Christian Kirk, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, Dalvin Cook, Isaiah Pacheco, Javante Williams, Tyler Lockett, and now we're back on the clock in the eighth round. Kind of crazy that Dalvin Cook went that late still. Still, yeah, it's just like, I feel like, I feel like people are, I don't know if he's gonna be like a top 10 guy or anything like that. I don't expect him to be that, but I still think he's gonna put up numbers. Yeah. Like be at least a flex play. So see uncertainty. Um, yeah, I guess. So how do we how do we want to attack here? So we have three receivers, we have three running backs, so we got a nice balanced roster. We really can do anything here in the eighth round. Um look okay, at quarterbacks. I mean, I'm I think we could still wait on a quarterback. I mean, depending yeah, on I, I don't love Watson this year. Prescott's fine. I I definitely I'm not like salivating to get Dak though. Uh, I don't hate any of, I don't hate white or cook, uh, or Montgomery. Really. I think I would have white or cook above David Montgomery personally, but those are the top three guys. Um, look at the receivers, Pittman, Evans, Deontay Pickens, Addison Dotson. Um, hmm. I kind of like Deontay or Pickens as well too. Deontay was a big target monster last year, despite not getting a lot of touchdowns. I think that changes this year. I think he gets more touchdowns. I think I'd rather have Pickens if I was choosing between the two of them. But if I like both of them, I've always been a Deontay guy, so I, I do like Deontay too. So if you want, if you want Deontay, I'm down for Deontay. I think Pickens has a little more upside, but I yeah. think Deontay's safer. What do you think, Mac? Running back or wide receiver? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty split on it. So wider Cook for the running backs. If we pick one of them, yeah. and then um, I think I might. I think I might want a running back. I kind of like James Cook, to be honest. I think I think we go James Cook. Yeah, do Cook. Yeah, better offense, uh, better opportunity. So, Ton of upside. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go James Cook. This is a solid squad we're putting together right now. David Montgomery goes next. Rashad White after that. Then Deontay. Deontay, not Deontay. Deontay. Then A.J. Dillon, Michael Pittman, George Pickens. Deontay and Pickens go to the same team. Uh, Addison and then Traylon Burks goes 9.4. Back on the clock. So running backs available. Gibby, Charbonnet, Rashad Penny, Brian Robinson, Jamal Williams, Khalil Herbert. Some interesting late round names, I guess. Receivers. Mike Evans still on the board. Jahan Dotson, Kadarius Toney, Brandon Cooks, Quentin Johnston. Um... To be honest, I kind of like Jahan Dotson here. I think he is uh, last year's Christian Kirk, like the guy that someone says is going to be good. I'm not, I'm I'm down for Dotson. What do you think, Mac? Yeah, at this point of the draft, it seems like a sneaky dart throw. Absolutely. Yeah, kind of like what people were saying last year about 
Christian Kirk. I think that's going to be the situation with Dotson here. I think he's going to emerge. Believe in the offense. If you believe in B enemy, what he did with Mahomes all those years, maybe you can make something out of Sam Howell. Yeah. The reports out of Washington camp are that he coaches too hard. It's just like, oh, geez, dude. Guys have oh. been a losing organization for 20, 30 years. It's like you finally got a guy that's come in here and won super, won super Bowls. It's like, just shut the hell up. Um, all right, next uh, we went Dotson. And after that was Charbonnet, Mike Evans, Kadarius Tony, Antonio Gibson, Dak Prescott, Pat Fryermuth, Mike Thomas, Brandon Cooks, Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers. And now uh, we are back on the clock in the 10th round. Still don't have a quarterback. So let's look at quarterback. So Sean Watson's still on the board. I don't want anything to do with him personally. I don't, I don't trust him. He went on. Uh, I, I don't mind Tua at all. I also wouldn't mind Anthony Richardson. Kirk Cousins. Uh, I wouldn't mind Kirk Rogers, Gino. I don't, I don't hate any of these guys, honestly. Kirk if we were Tua for me. I think if we want to maybe do Tua and then maybe take another quarterback later on, I, I, if we, or, if, or if you want to do Tua as the only quarterback, I don't mind that. Either. I think Tua is like right on the line where I would start thinking about if I want to draft two quarterbacks or not, or if I just trust him. We could honestly keep on waiting at this point, too. Yeah. I, don't, I really don't hate the strategy of drafting Anthony Richardson and then just going and grabbing like a Geno Smith or a Jared Goff late to start first yeah. to see if Anthony Richardson is worth anything. The I don't hate that strategy. Yeah, I don't hate that strategy at fucking all either. So, uh, but running back is still kind of. I, I feel like I don't want to touch Rashad Penny. I don't want to touch Eagles backs. Uh, I feel like Brian Robinson is absolutely going to get touches this year. I feel like Jamal Williams will. I like Khalil Herbert a lot. Uh, Ooh, go to receivers. Bear. I think I think we stick with running back here. I don't really love any of these names. Yeah, if I had to pick a running back, I'm taking Herbert. I'm Herbert. fine with Herbert. Fine with Herbert. Let's do Herbert. All right, cool. All right, then we got Evan Ingram off the board next. Then Rashad Penny, Gabe Davis, David and Joku, two attack. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, the quarterback run. <laughs> then uh, four in a row goes to a Deshaun Watson, Anthony Richardson, Aaron Rodgers. And now we're back. Uh, I think that's our sign to take a quarterback, boys. Uh, so we got Kirk, 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 Kirk or Gino. I would. Oh man, I like both of them too. Honestly, uh, Jared Goff sneaky, very Jared sneaky. Goff is sneaky. I, I, I think Kai, whichever one you like between Kirk and Gino, I'm perfectly fine with. Uh, I like both. Honestly, they both literally flip a coin. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they both got great receiving options. Go Kirk. Just go. I think Kirk's slightly safer. I think they'll throw the ball slightly more than the Seahawks. Too. Yeah, he's th- he's throwing it to the best receiver in football too. I, I think Kirk's a safe pick. Nice. Let's go, Kirk. And then there's Elijah Moore goes next. Then Brian Robinson, Cortland Sutton. He's going so late uh, compared to like previous drafts. Devon A. Shane, Rashad Bayman, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jamal Williams, Dalton Kincaid, Samaj P. Ryan, Dalton Schultz. Is this a uh, is this a team that has defense and uh, kicker, or is this just a uh, yeah? It is. It is okay. So, so we got, uh, we got we, we'll three go more for two more. We got two more picks. So, um. Gino is still on the board. If you want to, you know, if you want to do Kirk insurance, I don't know if that's necessary, but uh, let's look at running backs and receivers. So running backs, we got Damian Harris. That could have some value. Elijah Mitchell. I mean, especially since we have James Cook too, maybe we just get both bills, but we, uh, there's also Elijah Mitchell. I don't really want to touch him. Jarek McKinnon, who's fine. Tyler Algier, Kendry Miller, Raheem Mostert, 
Uh, Tank Bigsby's down there too. That's a nice yeah, little can sleeper. Put, can you put it on rookies only, real quick. Andre Miller, Tank Bigsby, Roshan Johnson. We could pair up Johnson and um, and Herbert. I kind of, uh, I kind of like Tyler here. Jamison Williams, Odell, Lazard, Thielen. Do rookies only for receivers. Rasheed Rice, Jonathan Mango. No, I don't want to touch any of these guys. Go to running backs again. I think we definitely pick running back here. Let's take a peek at tight end before we just see what's available. Oconco is kind of a sleeper this year. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd rather have one of those running backs, though. Um, Would you guys? Yeah, I think if I had to choose here, I, I like Tyler Algier. I think I like. I think I like Damian Harris only because we have James Cook. So we just lock up the like bills. I don't like Damian Harris because no? Latavius Murray. Ooh, you think Latavius is going to be a thing? I think, unfortunately, they're okay. going to try to make okay. that a thing. Okay, I'm I don't thinking, mind Tyler Algier. I think I would. I think I would consider Jarek McKinnon though too. I, I do like McKinnon. Yeah, yeah. I, I like McKinnon. Let's All do right, McKinnon. So, All right, yeah, that's two v one. So yeah, McKinnon. All right, we got Here one more. So one more Jameson Williams, Sky Moore, Damian Harris, Alan Lazard to round out the twelfth. Start the thirteenth. It goes Elijah Mitchell, uh, Chicken Conquo, Tyler Algier, Adam Thielen, and now we are on the clock again. So we got. Is our last pick. So I'll tell you two guys I kind of like that are available. I don't know if you're going to like them. I've heard I've heard the Raiders are using Jacoby Myers a fucking shit ton. I don't mind that at all, actually. And then also I running back. I still really like Tank Bigsby. And I also like Zeke. I we forgot need Zeke another wide there. receiver. I think yeah, we, we have to go wide receiver. OK, yeah, I, I personally of these guys available. I, I, I can be talked out of it, but I like Jacoby Myers of these guys. It's Odell Myers, Tyler Boyd, Rasheed Rice. Darnell Mooney, Jonathan Mingo, Romeo Dobbs, Rondell Moore. So I'm between I kinda like Dobbs. Yeah, I'm between like Dobbs. I'm between Dobbs and Myers myself because I think uh Jordan Love really likes Dobbs. I really think he could emerge as the number one target monster there. Be the tiebreaker then, Kai. Uh I'm gonna say Dobbs. Okay, we're going Romeo Dobbs then. All right, so that'll round everything out. So I will read out what we have. Um at quarterback, we got Kirk Cousins. At running back, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry. Love that top two running back. Yeah. James Conner. I love that one, too, honestly. James Cook, Khalil Herbert, Jarek McKinnon. For receivers, we have Chris Olave, Amari Cooper, DeAndre Hopkins, Jahan Dotson, and Romeo Dobbs. For tight end, we have Darren Waller. So I actually really like that team. Yeah. A lot. I really do. I think... Receiver probably could be a little stronger, but it's really not bad at all, especially if either Cooper or Hopkins turns out to be a very solid wide receiver, too. It's just like one of those guys has to work out for us, if not both. So I, I, I really like I really like this draft a lot. Well, Dotson and Dobbs have a lot of potential, too, in my opinion. So we got that yeah. going for us, too. Got a lot of young guys on the bench other than like Jarek McKinnon. A lot of upward mobility. Yeah, for sure. So I, I like this team a lot. Good job, boys. It's a good draft. Um, okay. So we will end with the raging take. I have one this week and let me, um, let me just look something up to, uh, add to my, so this has to do with the Raiders. The Raiders went six and 11 last year. I'm not saying they make the playoffs. I do not think the Raiders make the playoffs. I do think they have a better record this year. I don't know if I've said this before. I, I've, I've been thinking of this for a long time. It's I've, I've, 
cemented my opinion now that I've heard that their defense looks actually pretty decent in training camp. I know it's just training camp. I imagine it won't lead to like a top five defensive season in the NFL this year or anything like that. But I do think the the Raiders defense will be improved. And I think that if you give Jimmy G, who I, I'm sorry, I believe in the winner thing. I, I, I think that some guys just win games. I, I it doesn't make I experienced it firsthand with Alex Smith when I was a commanders fan. Alex Smith did nothing of note with the commanders except win. he didn't like throw a lot of touchdowns. He just held on to the ball, controlled the offense, controlled the tempo of the game, and Washington would just win games. He's the only, I believe, maybe Heineke might have a winning record. I don't think so, though. I think Alex Smith is the only quarterback that had a winning record with Washington since I've started watching football. Like, And that's including Kirk Cousins, which is obviously the best quarterback that Washington ever had when I was a fan for 17, 18 years. Alex Smith just wins games. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is that same type of player. He just finds way, ways of winning. And I th- the only thing that was like, steering me away from that was the thought that the Raiders defense just isn't that good. Well, if they are even slightly better this year, I think it'll give Jimmy enough chances to at least win like eight games. They went six and 11 last year. I think they're going to win at least eight games this year. The Raiders, I don't think they make the playoffs. They have such a tough division. I do think they finish above the Broncos though. I think that they win eight games. Okay. Hmm. Don't hate it. It would help. It. it would help my opinion big time. If Josh Jacobs returns anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, I like it. Plays an integral role in that offense. Absolutely. One of the most integral in any offenses, I would say. Um, say all right, boys. Good episode. Uh, thanks everybody for listening as always. If you got any tweets, comments, concerns, questions, something we want to read uh, us to read on air, start sending. If anyone's listening, start sending us stuff, man. Start sending us some DMS and stuff on Twitter. Uh, at raging takes. I'm at Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Mantana sauce. Kai is at RTP Kai. Mac is at it's Mac Brub B R U H. Uh, TikTok at Raging Takes. Our Gmail Raging Takes at gmail.com. Uh, next week we will have a, I think one last mock draft probably for you guys. I think one last one, maybe maybe two more. I don't. We will we will have a mock draft again next week. I as we get closer to NFL season, I definitely want to do division um, predictions. For sure. I, I think we wait as like as close to the season as we can get to that. So probably the the, the, the week before the season starts, we'll do that maybe. Um, but yeah, mock draft next week and then some more football talk, of course. And then any other crazy news or notes that comes out of the sports world, we will have it for you. So thanks for joining us and signing off. Bye. See ya.